wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio for September 21st, 2017. For the first time back here on the show since post-WrestleMania weekend is Jamie Lee Mack at Jamie Lee Mack on the Twitter machine. The Mack is back, baby. Get it trending. Jamie, how you doing today, dude? Yes, get that shit trending. Get the hashtag going. <laughs> you know what to do. Put the little number sign in front of the word. Mm-hmm. That's how it gets started these days. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing fine. Uh... Product at the most part is doing okay. Ross, Ross doing fine. SmackDown is an absolute shit show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, but that's, but that's just what I think, and we'll and we'll get into that, you know, a little bit later on. Yes, exactly. We'll talk a little bit about Raw, talk a little bit about SmackDown, mainly No Mercy this upcoming Sunday, predictions and picks and the preview for that show. Uh, it, it's been a minute, dude. It's been a minute since we had you on the show back in April, uh, and, and quite a bit has changed. Like you said, SmackDown is just, I don't know, it's a shit show at the moment. That show on Tuesday, mainly Jinder Mahal. I mean, we'll talk about that. I saw you tweeting quite a bit about him and not too positively either, and I completely agree. So we'll talk a bit about that in our SmackDown review. Uh, but above all else, obviously the biggest news item and the most unfortunate from this past week was the passing of Bobby Heenan, arguably, not even arguably, in the minds of many, myself included, the greatest manager, possibly entertainer in pro wrestling history, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan passing away, I think they said 73, but I read somewhere else that, that his wife had said that he passed away at 72, uh, but either way, a very unfortunate series of events, and now he's no longer with us. What was that? I said, I said, even even from beyond the grave, he's still working us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could not have put it any better myself. Uh, what was your immediate reaction to Bobby Heenan passing away and the legacy he leaves behind, Jamie? Uh, well, uh, the way I received the news, I was I was going through uh, I was going through Twitter and I saw someone post like their favorite memory of Bobby Heenan, and then I saw like a couple more. And usually, whenever you see that, it's typically not the best news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then uh, that's when I—that's when I read up on you know what actually happened. Uh, it sucks, definitely it does. Um, you know, he's been—he, I think he was—I think he was diagnosed with throat cancer back in 2002. So he's had a 15-year battle, which is really, really crazy. Um, and it's a long time to be dealing with something like that. But, you know, again, he is, or, you know, he's like, like, people say that, you know, Paul Heyman is the greatest manager ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's debatable. But, you know, really, when you think about it, I think Bobby Heenan is the one that set the precedent for what all managers should be like. Mm-hmm. And, 
not only was he a great manager, he was a fantastic color commentator. Like, or like, you know, you, you know, he was, he was, he was the master of the one-liners before, before Jerry Lawler even thought of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and he was, he was the all-around entertainer that I think everyone in the wrestling business should aspire to be because he was so witty. He was, he was so funny and, and, and just, I mean, really, like, what more can you say about this legendary human being? And, uh, and, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, if you've never, ever heard Bobby Hina's work, I highly recommend, and I actually went back and did this myself, um, because I, okay, I had never watched the 19, or the 1992 Rumble match until a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. It definitely holds up to what everyone says. Some of the best commentary work you'll ever hear. Uh, because, you know, like I said, Bobby Heenan, just terrific all-around entertainer. From commentator to manager, uh, sometimes wrestler. You know, again, uh, the uh, wrestling world uh, will definitely never, ever forget the uh, contributions uh, that Bobby Heenan made. And it's quite a cliche to say a once-in-a-lifetime superstar, but he really was, like you said, in every aspect that he was a part of the business, whether it was as a commentator, as a wrestler, or as a manager, he hit it out of the park every single time, and it really brings you back to those days of the 80s and 90s, and of course we weren't watching back during the 80s or whatever, but I mean, it's a completely different time when they air the video packages and the tributes and whatnot for Bobby Heenan on Raw this past week, and you watch back, as you said, the 1992 Royal Rumble match, and it's just crazy how night and day the product is, or at least commentary and the art of managing. I mean, there's a lot of lost arts in wrestling nowadays, great pay-per-view themes being one of them. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point down the road. We can spend a whole podcast spending about you know talking about that only. But uh, the lost art of managers in wrestling, specifically WWE, has been drastic compared to the 80s and 90s and the days of Bobby Heenan and whatnot. And, I mean, really, you have Paul Heyman, like you said, and someone made a good point on Twitter it might have, I, I forgot who it was, but someone had said Paul Heyman calls himself the greatest advocate in WWE history, or he, he refers to himself as an advocate because he knows that Bobby Heenan is the greatest manager of all time, and he's never going to be better than the best, so he might as well be an advocate, which is a great point, and I could not agree more. Which is, which is brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly, so yeah, it, it's crazy, but uh, it, it's a very sad day, or uh, it's been a sad week without Bobby Heenan. In the wrestling world, I mean, granted, he has not appeared on WWE TV for over a decade, but even still, I mean, the legacy he leaves behind after more than three or four decades in the business is just, uh, it, you, you can't top it, you can't touch it, so uh, he leaves behind a great legacy, he will be missed, we'll never have another Bobby the Brain Heenan, and uh, the video package, of course, almost literally honestly brought me to tears on Monday night, as they always do, these video packages, these tributes, and for something they put together at the very last minute, of course, you didn't get comments and stuff from other pro wrestlers uh, from other pro wrestlers other superstars it was more so a best of kind of uh complication but they got they had to put it together at the last minute he passed away on sunday late sunday and they had raw the next night so they did a good job um but any other thoughts on the bobby heenan tribute video jamie from monday's raw um it was great you know uh and you know that is one thing about WWE is that you know we can bitch complain about you know what 
doing in the storylines, what they're doing with certain guys, uh, uh, women and whatnot, and, you know, what direction that they're taking the product. Their production value will always be top-notch. Mm-hmm. I can never fault them because they make some of the greatest video packages. They make some of the greatest, uh, I mean, really, like, and, and, I mean, you know, these days they may not always pick the right music, but they usually are spot on with it. And uh, really, I mean, like, you know, if, like, if, if at some point in my life, if I ever need a video package done on me, which I doubt will, I will ever need, <laughs> but uh, their production team, I would definitely hire on for sure. And, uh, you know, uh, and actually now that I think about it, Bobby Heenan was actually the very first wrestling manager I ever saw. And uh, he was actually in, or he was actually involved in the very first match I ever saw, which was Hogan and Andre WrestleMania three. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my dad used to own a bunch of old uh, uh, Coliseum videotapes, if you've ever heard of them at all. Yep. yep. Um, and, yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, Hogan and uh, or no, and uh, Hogan and Andre was on the first tape that I watched. And they were the first match on. It was like a compilation of Mania matches, like up to nine at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, like he was the first manager I ever saw, and it was, you know, so like you know that is one more thing with Heenan was like you know I would love to thank him for being involved in something that got me hooked from day one. And that was so, what? Oh yeah. Oh sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh no 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 nothing. I was like. Uh- Oh yeah, no worries, no worries. I thought you said something else, but uh, no, no, absolutely. That was the the magic of, of Bobby Heenan. That anything that he could do could turn any non wrestling fan into a wrestling fan. He could captivate you with his work, whether it be behind the booth, whether it was in the ring, as a manager, on the mic, whatever it was. The guy was near perfection. And uh, like I said at the start of the tribute that we are uh, we're doing here, that I don't think anyone is ever going to come close, let alone match the. A contributions that Bobby Heenan brought to the business in the role that he was in as a wrestler, manager, and as a commentator. And he leaves behind a great legacy that will never be matched. Uh, but also in the news this week is Starcade returning. <clears throat> the old WCW WrestleMania pay-per-view. Oddly enough, is making a comeback in the WWE. WWE Starcade for some reason, just does not sound right. But it's happening. Uh, not next month. I believe it's in November over Thanksgiving weekend. In the, I forgot the name of the arena. I know it's in North Carolina, I believe, and they're doing a uh, special. Do you know what it's called, the Collinsboro or something I, like that? I, I think it's in Greensboro, South Carolina. Uh, oh, okay, South Carolina, Greensboro, if South Carolina. Not, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, you're probably uh, right. I always get the freaking North Carolina, South Carolina's mixed up, but that just because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a journalist, a major. I'm a journalist major, not a. I'm I'm not a master of geography, but anyway. So like yeah. you said, with Starcade coming back, yeah, I think it's I think it's the Saturday before Survivors. No, I think it's the week after Survivor Series. It's after Thanksgiving, so it's coming back as a SmackDown house show with appearances from Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, with uh, the Hardy Boys. I believe are going to be there. They're going to have the Rock and Roll Express. Um, it's going to be cool. So uh, they just announced it this past week. It's official. And it's very rare that WWE uses old WCW names. And I believe they have the rights to all of them. Like, I might be mistaken. Like, last year, obviously, Raw was on Halloween night. And I was petitioning for them to bring back the Halloween Havoc name. Someone told me they don't own the rights to that anymore. Or they lost it. Or something like that. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. Um, or... If they're just lazy and don't want to bring it back, because SmackDown's on Halloween this year, so it'd be cool if they did that to bring back Halloween Havoc ahead of Starcade. 
but uh, whatever the case, Starcade is back for a SmackDown house show, uh, which is cool, but the real newsworthy part about this is that Cody Rhodes, Goldust, Brandy Rhodes, the wife of Cody, have all commented on it. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy apparently weren't too happy about them bringing back the name without crediting Dusty. Uh, that can go either way with people's opinions on it, but Goldust did bring up the possibility. He did petition for him and Cody versus the Hardy Boys. Now, of course, Cody Rhodes is now in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's all over the Indies. He's the current Ring of Honor freaking world champion, for God's sake. So, for them to bring him back for a one match on a house show is pretty unlikely. But I want to get your thoughts on it, Jamie. Is that a match that you would want to see? Do you see this becoming a network special? And um, any other thoughts on Starcade making a comeback? Uh... I think it is a network special, isn't it? I think they announced it as one. Or well, I've seen it go back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I think it is because honestly, like, why would they name a random house show after a WCW pay per view? <laughs> yeah, true. If, if, if they're not going to do anything with it, yep. You know, so um, uh, uh, Cody and Goldust team me up again. Um, I wouldn't mind that. Honestly, uh, I would like to see Cody in WWE again without the stupid-ass Stardust uh, gimmick <laughs> yeah. that was uh, anything that doesn't involve him doing that, uh, I welcome very, very, very highly. Um, uh, uh, so, it would be what, Goldust and Cody versus the Hardys? I guess so. That's what's being talked about. That's what Michael Hayes uh, pitched himself. I don't know how much creative pull or control that he has, but that's what he pitched on yeah. Twitter, though, from what I saw. Uh, I'd say, I mean, if you can swing it, do it. Don't bring Brandy, because Brandy annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but, yeah, do it. Um, and as for them, like, like all of this is just so random. You know, they mm-hmm. just randomly brought back Starcade and, and, you know, it's for a house show. Like, I figured maybe, like, they would save it for... Like another, or like maybe replace another name that they have. Hell, I would. I mean, if I was going to use it as a pay per view, I'd do it at the end of the year, like how WCW had it, and and replace stupid Clash of Champions with that. I think mm-hmm. that makes the most sense. But if they're going to do it for a random show, then you know it's whatever. Um, uh, and I guess they're also doing like two steel cage matches that night. I think Nakamura and Mahal is one, and I'm not sure what the other one is going to be. And uh, But that also means that Nakamura and Mahal are going to be feuding into November, and that gives me a migraine. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, it's, I mean, it seems like it could be a fun night, and, uh, you know, who knows, like, this could lead to a whole string of you know, newer events that WWE will use. Who knows, maybe it will lead to a return of Halloween Havoc, probably not this year, but next year. And, you know, they could use, you know, some other names, some other famous names that uh, they had. And, uh, you know, I really don't have a whole huge opinion on it. You know, if they're going to do it, fine. Uh, You know, hopefully it turns out well. And, you know, hopefully they won't have to tarp out or half of the arena like they've been doing for Ron, for Ron Smackdown lately. So. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, hopefully it's a fun show. 
Yeah, that's a whole other issue with the attendance thing. I mean, that might be part of it. We really don't have a clear-cut reason as to why they're bringing back Starcade. I mean, by this point, it was announced on Monday. By now, you would think they would have... Not even WWE, but I'm talking like uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter or PW Insider, one of the more credible websites, would have said something, but... We still really don't know why they're bringing back the show. From what I understand and from what I saw, Matt... Usually Hardy Meltzer has a reason by now. You would think, exactly. It's been a few days, and <laughs> he has the newsletter come out every Wednesday. I saw a whole bunch of news this morning before I started talking to you, and that wasn't one of them, so I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, I've seen Matt Hardy tweet about the fact that they do have a WrestleKeed event. I don't, it might be in South Carolina that same weekend, and it's their annual show... I know very little about it, but I know they're holding a show that weekend in that market. And WWE, unless you're ICW or Progress or one of the you know companies they work with, they don't give a shit about you, and they're going to work their shows against you. Ring of Honor being one of them, like the whole TakeOver Brooklyn show a few years ago. The first one where um, they ran in the Brooklyn market, which... Ring of Honor has done every year at MCU Park in Brooklyn, and then they took one of Ring of Honor's own talents, Jushin Thunder Liger, to appear on their Brooklyn show, and he hasn't been back since. <laughs> on the same day that Ring of Honor was doing their show, that is no coincidence. So I mean, WWE likes to sabotage indie shows. I mean, not all the time, but if it, if it's got a big enough following, then I could see them doing that. I don't know why they would give a shit, but anyway. So it seems like they're just kind of giving it. This- Yes, I just said that. <laughs> uh, they, uh, you know, I hi- I highly doubt they are concerned about a smaller promotion running a show against them on the same night. Um, I mean, really? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, if I, if if I was Vince or Triple H, like you know, I'd be kind of chuckling too. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean that's purely speculation. I haven't heard anything about that. I just saw they were doing a WrestleCade show that same day. Matt Hardy commented on it because he used to work with them. He used to be their champion. I guess we'll see. It is cool though, like you said. I don't know if there's any official confirmation that it's going to be a network special. It'd be cool if it was. Um, I don't know when SmackDown's next pay per view is after Survivor Series. I think it's. I think Clash of Champions in, in December will be a SmackDown show. And like early it is in a, a SmackDown show, I think, yeah. Yeah, it is a SmackDown show, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know when Ross having their next show. Their whole yeah, schedule is fucking This year fun. they they flip flopped all the shows that were or that were, you know, for Raw and SmackDown last year and they yep. flipped them over to the to the opposite show this year. Yeah, exactly. Hell in the Cell being one of them, No Mercy. Uh yeah. what was the other one that we just had? Back no, not Backlash. What was Oh, we did. We no wait. Did uh, we have a pay per view recently? No, there was no pay per view this month in the month of September before now. So yeah, just just no, no mercy. Uh, TLC is a raw show too. That's next yep. month. Yeah, no mercy. Uh, yeah, TLC is a raw show too coming up next month. So and it's weird. They go uh, and it's been nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love WWE, love wrestling, but it's crazy. Like we haven't had a pay per view since SummerSlam, and that was five weeks ago. <laughs> like you would think. Oh, that's normal, but no, that used to be normal like a year and a half ago. Nowadays, it's like a blessing to have not to not have a pay per view in five weeks. Oh, because, I feel relaxed. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> my Sundays feel much more open after not watching a WWE pay per view and whatever. But yeah, I mean, between now and in Survivor Series, we have No Mercy this Sunday. Two weeks after that, Hell in the Cell. Two weeks after that, we have the TLC pay per view, like you said, which is a Raw show. And then I would assume oh, three God, weeks we're after go that. Back to the two week. Schedule. Well. <laughs> I hate the two-week schedule. Yeah. Actually, and, for the last month, for some reason, I thought Hell in a Cell was at like the the end of the month, and I thought and I thought that they were doing two raw pay-per-views in a row, 
Oh no, and God, I, no, that'd be I awful. Don't, I don't know why I kept thinking that, because I guess I'm so used to Hell in a Cell fall, falling around on my birthday, mm-hmm. and I guess, well, I guess this year, this year it's going to be TLC, but yeah, no, I thought that for the longest time, and I was just like, why would they do two, two Raw pay-per-views in a row? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's weird. WWE, there's no consistency anymore. Like, the early Hell in a Cell shows oh, were always... Not. Yeah, I mean, they were always in early October, and nowadays they're in late October. I, I remember last year, it was the day before Halloween, now it's in early October. You can never predict, like, when these shows are. Like, you have to look at the schedule to remind yourself, because it's so fucking confusing, especially with so many pay-per-views nowadays. And thankfully, thank God, from what it looks like, and they would have announced by now if there is another one, it looks like there's only Clash of Champions in in December for SmackDown. And then after that, I don't think there's another pay-per-view until the Rumble. And it wouldn't even make any sense anyway, because I know Clash of Champions, I'm pretty sure, is December 17th. And when are you going to do a Raw pay-per-view after? Christmas? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, I think I think that might be well, it. They're already going li- well, they're already going live on Christmas Day, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing's Jeez. fucking stopping these people. Nothing is stopping them. What's your quick two cents on that, Jamie? Were you in the, were you in the camp that was like... This is so stupid. Why are they doing it? Or were you in the other camp that was like, oh, you know, football players playing Christmas too, or whatever the fuck sport it is, basketball? I don't know. Where do you fall with this? People, it's just like WWE wants a slice of the Christmas Day pie. You know, the yep. NFL and the NBA, they play on Christmas Day. I don't know what kind of viewership they get. I assume it's fairly large because, you know, it's the NBA, it's the NFL. That's It's real sport. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, I can see both sides of the coin, but I'm more in favor of giving the wrestlers their time to be with their families, to be with their friends. You know, I really, I really, really don't think they should be going live on that day, to be honest with you, Um, because I feel really bad, and I know how they feel. I mean, you know, I'm not traveling so many miles for work, but, you know, I work at a place that is open on Christmas Day, is open mm-hmm. on New Year's Day, is open three, 365 days of the whole year. So I understand how they feel. It's not fun. Um, uh, I'm, and I'm hoping they're getting paid damn good to be there. And it sucks because, like, and uh, because you know that not everyone gets used. So basically, they're forcing people to sit in catering on Christmas Day when they could be back home. So so if they are going to be doing this, I really hope they find a way to use them all somehow. And by use them all, they'll probably just be like, oh, we're going to have a battle royal and the winner's going to get a title match later on in the night. I'm calling it right now. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. I'm, yep. I'm calling it that. What That's what will happen. But, um, yeah, it's like, I don't think they should do it, but... You know, then again, though, it's not WWE's call. It's USA Network's call. Yep. USA Network wants to go live. And, uh, you know, so hopefully hopefully USA Network is, is chilling out some eight-figure dollars for that because uh, I'd be pretty pissed off, too. And, you know, the wives of Matt and Jeff Hardy weren't all that happy either. And to be honest, I don't blame them. I really don't. Yeah, it's hard to blame them, especially now that they have kids. Not that that's an excuse or anything to not have them work the show, but it's like like you said, I mean, they're on the road all year long, and now that the one time of the year where they get a real vacation, and they kind of do post-WrestleMania, but 
That's right before they can like go to England or do some other promotional tour across these. Yeah, yeah, and and also look at it this way: people say, "Oh, the uh, you know football, basketball players like they play on Christmas Day, whatever." The NBA is off from the end of June, or whoever's in the finals, whoever's and and um, and uh, you know this also doesn't count for the teams that don't even make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So. So let's say, and you know, again, I'm not all that familiar with or with with uh, the NBA's schedule. So I apologize if I screw this up. But if you think about it like this, if you're a team that didn't even make the playoffs, you're 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 out from like what April to October. That's like a good six months right there. Yeah. The NFL. If you're even if you're a team that makes the Super Bowl. In the NFL, you're off from February to fucking September <laughs> or the end of August or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's seven months, <laughs> almost seven months. These guys in WWE, they don't have an off season. If you remember back in like 2002, 2001, or 03 or whatever it was, they were airing little vignettes saying our season never ends, and it's true. Their season doesn't end. They're on the road all the damn time. They're mm-hmm. taking bumps. All the damn time, they're falling off. Well, they're not falling off cages these days, but you know they're going. <laughs> but you know they're going through tables. They're falling off the top rope. They're going through announce tables. They're taking chair shots on the back and whatnot. And but still, you know, they're on the road all the time. They deserve that holiday, and they're not getting it this year, and it sucks. So the whole argument with the NBA NFL thing, I really don't think. I really don't think it counts here. Just because of their long ass off season, so. Anyways, yeah, that's just that's my take on the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same exact thing with the whole football basketball argument. It's like they're not on the road as nearly as much as WWE. Like you said, they don't have an off season, so that just argument is not valid in my book. I'm actually kind of surprised they're not doing a pay per view before Christmas on the day before Christmas on Christmas Eve <laughs> on that Sunday, like countdown to Christmas or something, and just have a pay per view filled with 34 on or what is it, Miracle on 34th Street fights and all this other shit that we see every <laughs> single year. I would almost pay to see how dumb a pay-per-view like that would be, but they would do it. They would absolutely do it, and there's still time. I don't of want to give course. them any ideas. Oh, of course, people would pay their money for a ticket to go see Randy Orton eat a cookie and bash someone with a cookie sheet. <laughs> Let alone you David know, Otunga. Not- let's, let's, lest we forget it was David Otunga he had that match with. Yeah, it was, it's pure ridiculousness. I mean, I, I doubt they changed their minds in the next three months. I just saw on WWE.com this past week that tickets are on sale soon, maybe starting tomorrow on Friday or something yeah. along those lines. I also the think they're in Chicago, too. Yeah, they are in Chicago, I think, right? Oh, Lord. I, I think, yeah. I, I could be wrong. You're but... really going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, if man. They, you, know, you, know, if, you know, if they chant you-know-who, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm going to let it slide this time. I yeah. Don't think I will. <laughs> Why not? Why the hell not? It's the Christmas show. Like, who really cares? I think the the Christmas yeah. Eve episode five years ago did like one of the lowest ratings of all time, and obviously it's fucking Christmas Eve. But yeah. Christmas is a bit different, and it might be a bit worse. I mean, maybe it's better because more people are home. I'm not exactly sure how that would work out. Yeah, but... more people are home. Kids are home. You know, they got their presents out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, they could. I mean. It could work, like, if they stay, like, okay, I'll consider it a minor success if they stay above two, 2 million viewers. If they stay above 
show, I'll consider it a minor success. Mm-hmm. I'll consider it major if they stay above three, but I'm not. But I'm not holding my breath. Let's not. Let's not get too hasty here. I don't think we're gonna get past three million. That's like saying GFW, TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever the hell you're gonna call it, is gonna do over a thousand people for one of their upcoming shows. Like that's that's a bit of a bold uh, prediction. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. We're a couple months out, but that's been a big uh, point of discussion in recent weeks and recent months in the wrestling community. But let's move forward here towards Raw before we get to the No Mercy predictions for Sunday. Uh, I thought it was a pretty solid go-home show. I saw a lot of hate for the show. I didn't hate this episode. I thought it was all right. Um, at least the highlights I thought delivered. We had a six-pack challenge with Jason Jordan winning and becoming the new number one contender to the Intercontinental Championship in the main event. We had Roman Reigns addressing John Cena once again, which I thought was easily his best promo to date. And we also had Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman uh, sitting side-by-side in interview style, promoting their upcoming match for Sunday for the Universal Championship. So, uh, I mean, obviously there was other stuff too, and it was a decent show. Um, but those were the main highlights. So any any big takeaways, Jamie, for you from Monday this past week, from Raw this past week? Mm, Braun killed Enzo. That's my favorite. <laughs> I think any that might have been the biggest highlight. Yeah. Being hurt is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Any, any, <laughs> anytime you get to see Enzo get the shit kicked out of him is absolutely amazing. So that, I, I Braun, think... is, Braun is easily probably my favorite thing going right now in the entire company. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah, nothing comes close. He's really been... I mean, it's only September. I really think, though, he has been the MVP for WWE this year. And I would honestly go so far as to say, regardless of what the result is of Sunday's title match, which, again, we'll get to soon enough, I think he's the superstar of the year for WWE. And I'm not talking Slammy Awards where people vote and shit, because that's completely rigged for the most part. But, I mean, just in general, like, hypothetically speaking, I think he should be the superstar of the year because no one else has come close. And he hasn't won a single title, but he doesn't have to. I feel like him beating up Enzo is his form of a championship. Like, that's how great it is. Uh, but do you see, I mean, we're kind of deterring away from Raw here for a second, but that's fine because Raw was whatever. But uh, what, what would you say, Jamie, who for you, as of right now, and again, we're three months out from the end of 2017, has been the superstar of the year for you in WWE between Raw, SmackDown, and maybe even NXT, if you want to throw that in there, too? Oh, man. Um, it would help if I wasn't working so much and I could actually catch, catch and I can actually watch watch the uh, show, shows on time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. I would, you know what? I would definitely throw Braun in there. Um, AJ's been doing really good this year as well. Yep. I mean, he's not so much in the main event scene now, obviously, but uh, I think he's done pretty well for the U.S. title. Uh, I thought this feud with Owens was kind of—I don't know—it just didn't do it for me. Or maybe it's been like, and like, really, like, you know, I thought that perhaps, you know, they weren't able to go as all out as they wanted to like they were probably like held back a little bit like that's what i thought um uh kevin owens i would definitely throw in there this year as well just because i think his promo work alone this year has been top top notch like everything from the festival of friendship to the whole face of america thing um to just as recently headbutting vince mcmahon all people and giving him the frog splash, even though, you know, that was a promo and, you know, being physical as well. So yeah, Owen styles, Braun, Braun for sure. Um, those would probably be my three. If I had to go to NXT, 
Uh, Bobby Roode, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say Roode, um, Roode, Braun, AJ, and uh, uh, Kevin Owens. And I'll throw a dark horse in there, too. I'll say Samoa Joe. I know he's off TV right now, but I think he's been doing pretty well for himself on Raw. And he's another guy who hasn't won a championship this year. But, I mean, again, do you really have to? I mean, I know Bobby Roode had a long title reign. AJ and and Owens traded back the U.S. title. But in in terms of pure, you know, entertaining matches and segments and stuff like that and constantly being in the main event talk or – I mean, again, AJ and Owens, like you said, were not in the main event largely throughout this year, but they've been significant in their respective roles – but Joe has been, too, between being called up and then the whole Seth Rollins feud and Brock Lesnar feud and the SummerSlam main event, and now he's off TV because he's hurt, but hopefully he comes back and finishes out 2017 strong. But he's another guy. But I, I agree with those group. I, w- I would agree with the, that small group of guys, there, that small core of guys between AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Braun Strowman. So anything can change between now and December um, in, in regards of who else could rise up and I don't want to hear anyone say Jinder Mahal. I don't. I don't care if he's been champion oh. for a hundred days or a thousand. The guy is terrible. And I saw you say the other day, Jamie, on Twitter, and it's so sad because I completely agree. To see what your thoughts on Jinder in regards to how he's how long he's held the championship, and I saw when you said that he's held the championship for over like 110 days, longer than any reign that Eddie Guerrero had or Ric Flair or the Undertaker. Well, it's like that. That's well, sad to me. He hasn't officially surpassed uh, Guerrero's reign yet. Oh, really? Okay. Not, not... Well, or he not, will, right? Is that what it was? He yeah. will? Okay. As of right now, he hasn't. But by the time Hell in a Cell gets here, he will surpass him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that 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 breaks my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. It honestly does. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's... I mean... You know, I guess we're going to transition in, into the topic of gender here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, just talk about gender. Let's go right into SmackDown. Yeah, yeah what are your thoughts? This, I understand. You have to make stars. You have to. You have to go towards the future. I get that. I really, I really, really do. And when he became champion, I was very. I reluctantly gave this a shot. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it'll turn out to be something great. It has gone... It started out as chicken shit. Guess what? It's still chicken shit. It's bullshit. (laughs) It's just like, man. And And here is my thing with gender. Is that for... It's just like even before he came back, for like the three years he was on main roster TV... He did nothing memorable. Do not tell me 3MB is something memorable. <laughs> I'm just, just telling you that right now. Yeah, it might have been funny, but it's just like, when, like, I don't take Jinder Mahal seriously. I can't. His pros are boring as shit. I, I mean, he's a decent worker. I'll give him that. But what else has he got? That's it. <laughs> I find the stupid Singh brothers are more entertaining than him. Mm-hmm. Way more like, entertaining, uh, yeah. Way more entertaining. And here's the thing. You know, you know, he makes fun of, or, and, you know, I'll get on the topic of, of you know, the promo that he cut, you know, this, or, um, uh, uh, yeah, Tuesday, this past yeah. week. And, 
and you know, people are saying, you know, it's offensive and all this stuff and blah blah blah. And, you know, and we can go on the whole topic of like, you know, fans want edgy TV, they get it, and they say that it's, that you know, oh my gosh, they it's like, oh, they you know, they cross the line, and you know, that's that whole debate. How far is too far? When do you cross the line? You know, whatever. Here's my thing. Nothing in WWE offends me. Honestly, nothing. Mm-hmm. I was eight years old when, when I saw Katie Vick. Oh, it no. didn't offend me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was eight years old when Katie Vick happened. If that didn't get to me, no, I was, I was like eight or nine. If that didn't get to me, nothing in this company will. Nothing will. So, like... <laughs> Um, so, here's my, my take on the whole promo from Jinder on SmackDown this week, making fun of Nakamura's facial expressions, you know, the way he speaks and everything. I didn't find it offensive. I found it extremely stupid. And by extremely stupid, I mean it, like, and, and... Like, I didn't even watch SmackDown this week uh, live as it happened, but I caught, you know, what I needed to catch. What did that promo accomplish? It accomplished nothing. And the week before that, he did, he, he cut the exact same thing. Yeah, he, he said, did. Yeah. And, and, and he said the whole thing of how, like, oh, you all rook the same or whatever. They said it last week. No one batted an eye. He said it again. And WWE was like, oh, no one caught it this week. Say it again. <laughs> yeah. he, he said it again. Somehow caught fire. It made <clears throat> mainstream news, apparently. It, but it, did, it didn't accomplish anything. It, this proved even further how much of a failure this experiment has been. And you see, you see the, you know, the amount of tickets that Jinder Mahal is selling. He's not selling very much. Because the photos that you see online every single week of how look of how half empty SmackDown looks, do you know why? Because General Hall is not a draw. He is not, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like he's going to be a draw anytime soon. And and it's like you know I get it. You have to create new stars, but it's been four months. Nothing has changed. Nothing. And this wasn't an organic thing either. They were all like, oh well, we want a piece of. Well, you know, I'm assuming. This is, this is, this is, uh, you know, apparently, like, this is the reason behind it, is that they want a piece of the Indian market. Yep. And guess what? Apparently, network subscriptions haven't improved in India. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's saying, oh, I'm representing the 1.3 billion people of India. You're having a Canadian represent India. That's very, very bright. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, you know... And, and 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 yes, do not come at me for saying like, oh well, you know, obviously he's you know Indian as well. It's like yes, I get that, but he was raised in Calgary, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know. But you know, again, it's just this. I really, really hope Hell in a Cell is where Nakamura finally wins it, and it's a shame that Nakamura's going to win the title from him, you know, and they couldn't save his wins and. And this is my dream right now for WrestleMania, Styles and Nakamura for the title. But that's ways, ways away now. But yeah, and and also Nakamura has done dick all here. Like what he cut like a backstage promo after that, like responding mm-hmm. to it. Where was he? Like in the ring? And, and it's uh, like you 
like you're making both guys look dumb. <laughs> yeah. This feud is not doing anything. And I uh, just, it's, give, it's, it's giving me a migraine, and I, I want this experiment to end. I really do. Because I... it's, not, it's not doing anything. Yeah. It's failed. It's been a failure from day one, and it's only gone more downhill since. And do not, and you know, you know, and you know, don't tell me, oh, don't, or you know, oh, don't, don't, don't hinder gender is not funny. <laughs> it's not, it's not funny anymore. Yep. And and also, you can't put all of the blame on gender because the writers are giving him this stuff to say. So if anything, they're going to be creative. It's hindering gender. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's my that's my two cents on that. Just the quicker this ends, the better. Just, I mean, also in another tweet that you said, and I could not agree more to, first of all, follow Jamie on Twitter. If you haven't already, you know, got that point across, <laughs> you need to follow Jamie on Twitter for these amazing thoughts. But like you said, I mean, this is not Muhammad Hassan. Maybe they're as good as no. wrestlers as each other. Maybe Hassan, I don't, I haven't seen many five-star classics he had for the five months he was on the main roster. But, I mean, the character itself, one, it was a different time, and two, his delivery was so much better. I mean, Mahal, he's got the look of a star with the Singh brothers, and he comes out with the suit and the entrance. That's great. But once he has a mic in his hand or once that bell rings, it's all downhill from there. I could not tell you one above-average Jinder Mahal match I've seen this year. Maybe the Money in the Bank match he had with Orton. But other than that, I could not tell you one really good match that he's had. The Nakamura match sucked. All the matches he's had on TV are pretty below average, abysmal. What he's, doing, what he's doing isn't really all that cutting edge either. Yeah. How many times have we seen someone go out there and say, oh, I hate America, America sucks, da 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 And, you know, it, and, you know I, heard, I heard, like, he's a poor man's Muhammad Hassan. It's exactly what he is. Yeah. He's and, not Muhammad you know, Hassan. I heard a guy I follow on YouTube uh, you know, you know, uh, say that about gender, and I'm like, I can't, I can't agree more. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. And he, and here's the thing, when, and, and you know, like when Hassan went out there and he cut skating promos about the USA, like you said, he delivered it so well, and the heat he got was amazing. And I, and to this day, I still really, really believe that Hassan could have been one of the biggest heels that they ever had in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. To this day, I, st- I still think he could have been, had it, you know, had it not been for unforeseen circumstances. But, you know, again, this, you know, you know, again, this isn't cutting edge stuff. Gender's not the first person to come out there and say like, oh, sh- screw the USA, you guys betrayed me and did it. Yeah, that was another thing, too. He said that, you know, you're going to turn on him like you guys turned on me. We were never with you to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That part I didn't understand. I really didn't. Uh, It's just... And also, and this whole reign brought brought back Kali for a night. That's how you know it's not good. Yeah, which was never explained either. It was never explained. He came back and that was it. Not even acknowledged. Orton just apparently doesn't give a shit that he just cost him the championship. He just forgave him and moved on. It was so dumb. If the Punjabi prison match... And Orton, 
And you could tell Orton didn't give two damns about this <laughs> dude because he's so sarcastic about it on Twitter, and yeah. I don't blame him. Did you I see don't. all the tweets that he had with Christian where he's like, I can't wait until I can work with you again and stuff like that, or I love the matches that we had? That, that was not a coincidence. And one of those went up on Battleground Sunday, the night after he exactly. had the match with Jinder. It's like, you know he's hating this feud and the fact that these matches suck. He, he I mean, uh, again, it's not Jinder's fault, like you said. I mean, the guy is just not good. I get the argument that you got to create stars, but some people just aren't stars. Eric they, Rowan is not a are, fucking star. Jinder Mahal is not a star either. It's just like, you know, everyone who gets into, I guess, not just wrestling, but like, you know, whoever gets into WWE, Austin has said it best. If you don't want, if you do not want to be the top guy or the top female, you don't belong there. And, you know, I totally, totally agree with him about that. Um, But also... You know, when you try to be the top guy and you succeed at it, whether it be through backstage politics or whether it be through hard work, whatever, and it just doesn't work, sometimes that's that's the case. It's life. It happens. Shit happens. You move on. You accept the fact, okay, this didn't work. We're going to try something else now. You know? It's like, I mean, really. And now, I believe now, is, better, is more of a better time than any to try something else. They have to. I mean, you look at where SmackDown was now compared to a year ago, it's like night and day. And it, I mean, I'm not saying that Jinder as champion's the only issue, but when AJ was champion a year ago, he was the focal point of the show. He was SmackDown. And now you can argue the WWE Championship is maybe, maybe, maybe the third most important thing on the show behind Owens and Shane and now um, Styles and Corbin. It doesn't even come close. The Nakamura thing was fucking atrocious. That segment no. alone was terrible. I mean, people have been saying for months to take the title off the guy, but that, to me, was the turning point. And like you said, it's not, oh, that it's offensive, like I'm offended. I don't care if it's offensive or not. I mean, maybe if you give a shit about that, that's your own prerogative. I personally don't really care. It just makes for bad TV. That is channel-changing channel stuff. And I watch all the programming. I watch all of Raw. I watch all of SmackDown, even if it's like after the fact and I have to watch it online. I never skip Watch a segment. <laughs> I never Watch skip a segment. I mean, I'll skip like meaningless commercials and stuff, but I'll watch every segment just to make sure I got the full context. And I had to, I had to fast forward to the gender thing. Last week I watched it in full. I'm like, I regret doing that because of how bad it was. And I was waiting for Nakamura to come out and he never did. And I'm thinking, okay, this week, hopefully they have something better in mind. And they did the same exact fucking promo. Like you said, like, what? how does that happen? How do you write the same exact promo with more Karate Kid references? Like- Oh my god! It was, it was, it was almost like they literally replayed the same segment and they just dumped in a few extra lines just to get people going. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was the same that's, exact promo. And the frick and the freaking Sang brothers, like, I just like their their overlapping and sewing of it was just, you know, I give them an A for effort. But that's that's the only grade I'm going to give this. That's above an F. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. The whole thing, is, thing. it's it's awful. I mean, SmackDown isn't bad, but, I mean, when you got a champion on top who just isn't cutting it, and the Ziggler thing, I mean, that's a whole other discussion. The whole I liked, I mean, I, <laughs> with Ziggler, I mean, that's my exact reaction. My laugh, that laughing is the exact reaction that I would have, too, just because oh, I, I don't care anymore. I just, I don't care. I mean, you, that's the exact same thing on, on SmackDown. I felt like I was watching... I would have rather had Ziggler come out to like 10 to like 10 more people 
live through another Jinder Mahal promo. Oh man, they just gotta they just gotta take the mic away from this guy. That I mean, Hell in the Cell is only in two weeks. I mean, God forbid if he retains the title. I was shocked he won at SummerSlam, but um, Owens and Shane better better friggin' main event. I have, I will I do not want to see Jinder and Nakamura. I love Nakamura. They're not. Me too. And I feel so bad for him. Yeah. I mean, the guy's great. I really, really believe. Yeah. He's he's not going to bring Jinder to a main event level match. The match at SummerSlam fucking sucked. It was terrible. And the finish was terrible too. And the thing is that we get the same finish with every single Jinder Mahal match. And that doesn't help either. He might be better off if they booked him better. But, I mean, I mean, again, the guy sucks in the mic and he sucks in the ring for the most part. He's all right. I'll say that much. I'll give him the credit where it's due. And maybe he could be something if they booked him to look like a threat or to get genuine heat, but he doesn't. He's just boring as shit. People change the channel and they're not going into the shows. The pay-per-views are lacking, too, of SmackDowns because he's just not compelling on top. And he keeps on main eventing when he shouldn't. It just... I don't know. I don't. They just got to end the experiment, is what you, like you know exactly like you said. They got to end it soon, and it's got to be. If it was up to me, I would do it tomorrow at a you know freaking house show in Poughkeepsie, New York. But they're gonna wait until Hell in a Cell in a few weeks, and uh, hopefully there is when we finally see the conclusion and the infinite end of the uh, Jinder Mahal experiment as WWE champion. But with the time that we got left, we'll talk about No Mercy. We'll transition back over to Raw with quick picks for Sunday's pay per view. Uh, before we get started, the predictions, Jamie, your thoughts, I, I mean, of course, you're the only person that would ask about this, but your thoughts and them bringing back the awesome theme song from last year's show. Uh, keep it. I, I, and, you know, the thing is, um, you know, I like it, I do, I do like it when they have that one good song that just fits the whole, you know, title of the show, because I do mm-hmm. know... Uh, no Mercy, I do believe No Mercy had, or had its own, like, uh, Jim Dawson made theme. I think like, so, too, when, yeah. I think so, too. When I was yeah, watching the old shows back, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, now they found their, um, uh, they found Kit, and they had, and they, and they used his song, and, you know, I say keep it forever. If they're gonna keep the No Mercy name around, then... Uh, keep it around. Uh, it works. Makes sense. Um, and it's a catchy tune. My only problem with it is that it's way too short. It's, 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 it's two minutes two long. Minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and again, sometimes, you know, that's just the, uh, I guess that's just the magic of it. So, but, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, keep it around. It's great. I like it. It's catchy. Uh, fits with the show. Uh, it makes sense. And the sad thing is, is that the best theme song all year, for the most part, is one that we already heard last year for a pay-per-view. Like, yeah, that's kind of bad. <laughs> and it's already September. It's not like, oh, it's it's April or May or June, and we still have six months. Maybe they knock it out of the park with the other pay-per-view theme songs. I couldn't oh. even tell you a single. I couldn't even tell you a single pay-per-view theme they've used all year, other than Greenlight by Flow Rider for WrestleMania. That's it. I couldn't tell you another one. Which, uh, gosh. And, you know, for, and, you know, for some reason, like, as much as I am getting tired of the whole, you know, pop music entering in wrestling and, and, uh, yes. and, uh, whatnot, it, they, you know what, I will, I will say this, they have nailed it with Mania for the last three or four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, this year, this year actually made me not hate Pitbull anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It did. I don't know why. 
I don't know. I liked the th I liked Gle uh, green light. I mean, it really grew on me. At first, I was like, eh, but then I really started to like it. But that's really about it. I mean, at least if they can at least make the the songs for WrestleMania good, because you're gonna hear that forever when you in like highlight videos and yeah. shit. That's all that matters. And all the other stuff is just kind of secondary. But last year we had a handful of good themes, and this year just not so much. But again, we'll talk about that more in another yeah. podcast. By the end of the year, we'll yeah. talk more about uh, theme songs in general and this year specifically. But anyway, No Mercy on Sunday, kicking off with the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Neville defending against your favorite Jamie Enzo Amore. Uh, who do you got going over oh, yes. here? Do you think there's the slightest chance that we could see Enzo wins the champ wins the championship? And what would your reaction uh, be to that? <laughs> I uh, just thought of it. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason. I have this dark, deep feeling that Enzo is somehow going to win. I don't know why, and um, and I I absolutely love Neville. Like he's probably in my top five current stars right now, just because he's oh my gosh, when he turned heel, he kicked his game up like two dozen notches. It was it's been so good so far, mm -hmm. and I was so pissed off when he lost to that. Akira Tozawa. Akira Tozawa. He's got the most annoying friggin' chant. I swear to God. Ah, and, ah, ah. <laughs> I only say that because the live event I went to last month, he was there. People were doing it, and I was just like, "It's no better in person than it's on TV." <laughs> How was that so, show, by the way? Was that good? Uh, uh, it was good, really good. Um, uh, main event was Reigns, Braun, and Joe Triple Threat. That mm, was bad. actually uh, quite fun. Quite fun for sure. Nice. Um, and, yeah, and uh, uh, let me see. Uh, um, uh, and the one point where I left to go buy the uh, replica of the Universal, oh, the Universal title Championship. Oh, that's where you got it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was right. <laughs> it was actually right as uh, Elias was coming out. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get up and get it now. <laughs> well, you don't want to walk with Elias. You just walk to the restroom instead. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Elias, I'll walk with you to the merch stand. Um, so, anyways, but, uh, uh, but yeah, for Enzo and Neville, oh, man, I am choosing Neville just because I really, really don't want to see Enzo win it because I really don't think he deserves it. Uh, and honestly, I think, I and really... His mic, his mic work has gone down, I find. It has. No, it absolutely Miz, has, yeah. Miz, Miz, Miz completely owned him last week, mm -hmm. and he barely got to say a word this week because Braun killed him. <laughs> and and I watched the uh, 205 Live clip of him and uh, uh, Neville, and Neville owned him there too. So it's like, man, the realest guy in the room, the certified G, the... Uh, 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 the, uh, smack, oh God, what's that word? The, the smack talker Skywalker or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's, I don't know. I think his work has gone down a little bit in recent months, but, uh, yeah, I'm picking Neville just because uh, as much as I still have that dark feeling, I, no, I refuse to see it. And what will I do if it happens? Uh, I'm 
not going to say I'm going to shut off the show because there's two other matches I really want to see. So Yeah, it's real. Uh, let's just say um, uh, there'll be some angry social media posts. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be the only be one. Like, I'll, I'll be like everyone else in the wrestling community online and post angry comments. Good. That's what I like to see, because sometimes that's the funniest content that you can put online. So I'm looking forward to that, if it happens, but hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, hopefully Neville goes no. over. I agree. I think Neville wins our, uh, wins the match, retains the title here, as he should. I could see a scenario where maybe Enzo wins, and they turn him heel, because they had... So they had the Fatal Five-Way a few weeks ago, and Enzo won literally by the skin of his teeth. Cedric Alexander did all the work. He eliminated everyone in the match. Cedric Alexander, he should be the next one in line. He should be, and that's oh, why I think he, he should be the one to beat Neville. But I, I could, love Cedric. I could see a scenario where they have Enzo win here, turn him heel, because the guy's fucking annoying anyway, and he laid out Neville with a low blow. <laughs> like you said, the, the the mic work is already decreased. He's just not as pop. People booed him after he low blowed Neville on, yep. on Tuesday's show. People boot him because they see right through his fucking act nowadays. Without cast, the, the see, guy's dying yeah. to death. Yeah, see, there are, see, like, the business now, it's transitioned from heel face to good and bad. And I don't mean good guy, bad guy. I mean, hey, your work rate is really good, or hey, you suck. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, honestly, that's what, that's what it's come down to. That's why you see guys like Kevin Owens, you know, and and Braun and Joe get the big pops, even though they're supposed to be bad guys, but their work rate's really good. People yep. pe- people can see that. They appreciate their work, so they cheer them on. Mm-hmm. That's why. There's, you know, heel and face. There ain't no heel and face dynamic anymore. It's all about, uh, it's all about the work that you put in and how much people are seeing. Really. That's what it is now. Yeah, Menendo's just shit, which is why he's just not as popular anymore. Again, he had the excuse when he was with Big Cass because they were great together, but ever since the split, he's just been absolutely obnoxious. No reason for him to win the championship here. I hope to God it doesn't happen. So as do you, I've got Neville going over. Uh, a match, honestly, maybe you feel differently. I just couldn't care less about Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Again, a lot like with Jinder and Nakamura. I love Finn Balor. I, I still like Bray Wyatt, just a guy I could not give two shits about him anymore. He's not quite Dolph Ziggler. He's not quite there yet, but he's getting there. And I don't know what needs to change, but something needs to change. And I don't think it changes here. I think Balor wins, as he probably should. Uh, the guy needs more wins, and he needs to get back on track. But what have been your thoughts on the feud so far, Jamie? What is this feud even about? <laughs> what is what is any Bray Wyatt feud about? That's a flat question. Like... <laughs> I remember, like, this whole feud reminds me of when Wyatt and Ryback feuded, like, what, 2015 or whatever? Yeah, for no reason at all. Reason. And, well, no, like, I, I remember Wyatt saying his whole reason is because he was in his way. Like, in your way of what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, uh, Wyatt had so much promise when he came up, and now it's just, uh, I don't know, like, he doesn't, he doesn't have any clear direction, and, and that's been his biggest problem now for the last two years, at least two years, three years even, I would say. But um, um, as for who I think is going to win, uh, yeah, I think Finn will pro- probably do it. And to be honest, they should pull the trigger. I mean, I know I know, I just went on about the whole face and heel dynamic. I think they should turn wide face. Hell, when they were 
they were going to turn him face last year before he got hurt, mm-hmm. and people were behind him. And, you know, he had some momentum going, and then he came back, and then and you turn him back heel. And, look, he's gone nowhere since. I, You know what? I want to say, ever since he lost to Taker at Mania in 31, he has had no direction for anything since. I agree. I not. absolutely agree. Yeah, really. Uh, it's just... I would even say since the Cena feud. I would say since then, which was over three years ago. Yeah. But ever since that feud ended, they've just been like, oh, let's put him in a random feud with Dean Ambrose, which never really... For me, that was like uh, the, the Kevin Owens and AJ Styles feud of this year where the matches weren't... They were pretty good, but they were never great. And a lot of the finishes yeah. were pretty wonky, too. Um, and that was DLC kind of like that. With a stupid monitor. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Oh, that was so dumb. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think... You know what, really, what I think they should do, Balor go over, turn Wyatt face on Raw this coming Monday. Honestly, because what else are you going to do with him? You know? Yeah, who else are you going to have him feud with? I mean, who else is there for him to face? Nobody. There's no one. (laughs) What, him and Jason Jordan? Like, who cares? Uh, I, I, Graham, don't talk so loud, because they might (laughs) actually do that. Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, Finn, Finn is my pick. Yeah, I got Finn going over, too. Uh, for the Raw Tag Titles, we got Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose defending against Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, rematch from SummerSlam. I think Rollins and Ambrose retain here. They've only been champs for a month. So it makes the most sense to me. Been a decent feud, though. Uh, who do you got going over, Jamie? Um, their match at SummerSlam was probably, besides New Day and uh, New Day and uh, Usos, probably best match of the night on the main card for SummerSlam. Yeah, okay. Me. I would agree. I think uh, it's up there, yeah. Yeah, well, between that one and the uh, four-way with Braun and Roman and Brock and... Uh, yeah, the main event, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, this one, eh, I don't know if I trust WWE's track record enough to see if Rollins and Ambrose will actually uh, retain here. Um, just because I think, you know, the... Well... What happens when I don't actually prepare for who I think is going to win? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I do eventually think that at the next, you know what would be neat, and I would love it if this happened. Um, so, you know what? Yeah, screw it. I'm going to say Rollins and Ambrose as well. But what I think would be really neat is if uh, at the next pay per view TLC, if they actually did this, this would be great. Because they've got four teams now that are really, really hot at the moment, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, how kind about of. Fatal Four Way? How about Fatal Four Way Tag Team TLC for the for the tag titles? Rollins, Ambrose, The Bar, Hardys, and Gallows and Anderson. How much sense would that make? That'd be pretty damn Why? sweet. I, I, you know, what? I that could see Sheamus awesome. and Cesaro winning here to just to set that match up. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There. There you go. I'm going Sheamus and Cesaro. <laughs> I'm saying that just, just there. I'm I'm switching picks. I'm going with the bar because I want this match to happen. Because why would they involve the Hardys and Gallows and and uh, and uh, and Carl to you know why would they involve them if they're not in the match? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd so, be, that'd be a great match for TLC. I do think as of this recording, no. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, it would because honestly, because. Unless if Strowman loses on Sunday, 
Lesnar's not booked for TLC. In fact, he's not booked for the rest of the year. So yeah. you need a high, pro- so you need a high-profile match to sell the show, mm-hmm. to sell tickets. So there you go, four-way TLC match right there. Four, or four t- we haven't had a multi-team TLC match in God knows how long. They, like that's it's a perfect, perfect opportunity. Yeah, that's what they should do. They had a great match at TLC two years ago. With uh, it wasn't TLC; it was a ladder match, but with the New Day Usos and Lucha Dragons, which was fucking awesome, yes. and it brought back memories of the four-way ladder match that we had many years ago mm-hmm. at Armageddon. Um, who was it? Kendrick and London, uh, London and Kendrick. We had Regal and D. Taylor, Eminem, and and the Hardys. Yep. And the Hardys, obviously, the Hardys too. Yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was a match that uh, smashed smash in Joey Mercury's face. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be cool if they set that up as a main event. I, as of this recording, they have not announced a kickoff show for nope. the event, but I assume it's going to be oh, the Hardys yeah. and Gallows and Anderson. Because I find it very hard to believe they're going to do a show without the Hardys, considering they're their two biggest yeah, stars. Really. So they'll probably get him on the kickoff show against Gallows and Anderson. You can have Rollins and Ambrose either retain the titles of TLC or win them back. And I don't know what the timetable is for their comeback, but it would be cool if they had the Revival return right after that and then chase the Tag Team Championships. Ah, um, uh, yes. Finally. Please. So, I mean, we'll see uh-huh. where it goes. But, that, that, yeah, I would definitely buy that as a main event for the pay-per-view. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you do. I mean, what, do you go back to Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman in a TLC match? Not that I'm complaining, because their matches were fucking oh, awesome. Oh, no, they're going to have a chairs match. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know exactly that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know what? I would not put a, I would not put it past them to have a great chairs match, though. I would say that much because Roman and Braun yeah. have made the most of every stipulation they've had. So I would not put it mm-hmm. past them to have a great chairs match. And last year we had a really good I chairs agree. match too with with Corbin and Kalisto. So you never know. But um, I don't know. I, I have no idea where any of this is going beyond the pay per view on Sunday. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because without Lesnar, everything just goes to shit. Because we've gotten so used to Lesnar being around for great balls of fire and SummerSlam and now yeah. this show. That he's going to be gone till probably the Rumble, so we probably should not get used to it. So we'll see, unless Braun wins, but we'll get to that soon enough. But which he won't, unfortunately. Anyway, uh, Miz and Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental Championship, like I said earlier, announced on Monday's Raw after Jordan won the Six Pack Challenge. I mean, the feud it, it made sense because they were building it up before SummerSlam, and then they completely abandoned it, and now they go back to it. Like it's been going on this entire time. It's like it, it, that's kind of weird. Um, but it's not Jordan's time. I, I know the Miz Taraj laid him out at the end of Raw this week, but I really hope that it's not set up a Jordan win. I mean, maybe again down the road. Right now, though, Jordan struggling to get over Miz, one of their best heels. I mean, there, there should be a no contest here. It should be Miz taking home the championship. I think he will, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, oh, if we give him the belt, maybe he'll get over. It's like, no, if you give more character development, he'll get over, which you have yet to do. Uh, but, Jim, your thoughts on the Jordan experiment, and do you see him taking the title from Miz on Sunday? I will only say this Jordan experiment is a success if it leads to him turning on Kurt. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's the only way this is going to make sense. And it would make sense if he wins the IC title, and then he turns on Kurt. Because it's just like, I've got nothing. And, well, I mean, like, you know, you can always go for the... For the, uh, for the uh, Universal title, but I am not suggesting Jason Jordan go after that. <laughs> yeah. not, not at all. I'm good. But it would, but it would make sense saying like, "Yeah, Kurt, I'm not actually your son. I just used you to get to the Intercontinental title." It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like that's the only way that I'm seeing 
that this experiment, uh, you know, was any kind of success whatsoever. Um, Miz, I would put, uh, again put him probably in my top five workers right now. Um, he's ever since talking smack last year, he has stepped up his as just like Neville did last year. He, Miz has stepped up his game a whole shit ton of notches mm-hmm. ever since that. Ever since talk, ever since uh, talking smack last year, and uh, but I doubt Jordan is winning this time around. So I'm going to go ahead and say Miz, uh, just because like I think I think it's kind of too early to really you know end this little thing with Jordan and Kurt as much as right now it's kind of looking iffy. But uh, you know what? I'm willing to give it a shot. I want to see this until the end and hopefully the end is him turning on Kurt because that's the only way it's going to make sense but yeah uh Miz is my uh is my pick for for uh Sunday yeah if they're building to a Kurt Angle Jason Jordan match at Wrestlemania hell I mean put Kurt Angle in the ring with a broom I wouldn't care just to get him back in the in the ring in WWE is all I want to see but people just won't buy Jordan as being on Kurt Angle's level right now I mean again we have six seven months so there's plenty of time but um, they need to start building towards that now. I don't know if he turns on him next month or in the next four months, whatever. As maybe as WrestleMania gets closer, but that should be the end game because right now people are just not buying him. Um, and but even still, too soon. It's too soon for him to win the championship. So I got Miz going over as well. So a fatal five-way match for the Raw Women's Championship: Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Emma. Now the returning Bailey, who came back on Monday's Raw in her hometown, so back for the first time since SummerSlam. And I've seen people say, "Oh, why is she being added? It doesn't make sense." Well, I mean, she was supposed to get a title shot at SummerSlam, so it kind of does make sense. Though I will say, I'm not a huge fan of the um, just the plethora, the multiple, multiple fatal five-way women's matches we get on SmackDown and now on Raw. They got to get us a one-on-one feud. Keep it at that and give us a real feud. They keep on going back to these damn multi-women matches and it's so annoying. But anyway, there's a couple different options here uh, between five different women. I'm going to say Bliss goes over. She just won back the belt. That wouldn't stop them from taking the championship off of her. Um, but with Asuka coming to Raw, then keeping the belt on Bliss makes the most sense. So uh, who do you got going over here, Jamie? Um, well, the fact that Bailey has been added in there, and Graham, I know you're a huge fan of Bailey, but this <laughs> yes, year, yes. this year, I can't stand her. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> oh, not the only God. one. You're far from the only one, so I don't blame you at all. Oh, I don't know what it is with her, but no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but if you're saying, listen, you know, I'm actually going to say Bailey, and here's why. I really think they should kickstart the Bailey Sasha Banks feud, and I think the best way they could do that have Bailey Finn Sasha. Ooh, okay. I think I think now is a good time to kickstart that um, because, well, I mean, really, like if I mean, there really isn't that much whole entry right now in the uh, women's the uh, division on Raw. And uh, I really think that a that a Sasha Banks heel turn right now would do that. So I'm thinking, you know, have um, you know have Bailey pin Sasha. Bailey wins it. Bailey Bailey gets a rematch against uh, or against Alexa at TLC or whatever. Or 
even on Raw the next night, you know, you can do that. And then, you know, you can have Sasha come down and celebrate, and then that's when she turns on. Uh, and you kickstart that whole thing, and you can have that, you can have that go for another, I don't know, you, you can have that go up into the Rumble or whatever, and, you know, like you said, I didn't even think of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, Oscar. So that's a whole other monkey wrench that could be thrown in there at some point. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm thinking, uh, Bailey wins it by pinning Sasha and, uh, you know, maybe at the end of that whole feud between, you know, those two, that's when you can bring in Oscar to feud with whoever actually her feuding with Bailey would actually be pretty neat because she was the one, uh, that she defeated to become the women's champion in NXT. And then, you know, that's what had her hold it for over 500 plus days. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking Bailey. Bailey's a good pick. I could see them going with Bailey and Banks now, as opposed to waiting until WrestleMania. Which oh, they were gonna do it at WrestleMania 33, and they didn't. They're gonna do it at SummerSlam, and they didn't. So yeah, I, now might be the best time. God, you know, you, you never know. I mean, actually, you know what? Then again, you can't really wait until WrestleMania now. I think the kind of Shit the bet on that, because if you have Asuka on Raw, how do you have a Raw women's match at WrestleMania and then not have Asuka involved? That doesn't make any sense. Yep. So you got to do it now. Uh, maybe Asuka comes yep. in. I've heard after TLC, I might be mistaken, but maybe when she comes in, she feuds with Bliss real quick, and then they go have her go after the championship. I don't know. Whatever they want to do. Asuka and Banks could be really, really good. If Banks is a heel, that could be a really good feud. Um, but either way, I feel that's like that's the direction they're going, and I still have Bliss, but I would not be surprised to see Bailey win either. Um, maybe her coming back at the last minute. I don't know if that was planned, or I mean, obviously if she came out, but I don't know how far in advance they knew that she would be back for. So I'm not sure if that changes anything, but uh, maybe she wins the championship, and her and Banks is a Raw Women's feud for the fall. I can't argue with that. So final two matches here: John Cena versus Roman Reigns, first time ever. Uh, I mean. <sighs> It's tough. I mean, this could really go either way. I mean, a lot of people... It, it is tough, man. I've been going back and forth the yeah. last couple of weeks thinking like, oh my God, they finally have a match where I'm not sure who's coming out. Yeah, when you have two of the guys that win more often than not against each other, it's it's tough. That's It's a tough uh. thing to do, so... I'm gonna, I don't know, I really don't know, Roman should win, but it's not only about what happens on this show, it's about what happens beyond this point too, like where are they going with this, is this the end of the feud, is it one and done, does Cena win to set up a rematch at WrestleMania maybe, or at WrestleMania maybe, where Roman finally wins and beats him for like the title or something, like where is this going, so assuming this is a one and done type deal, and Cena won't be here after this pay-per-view, after No Mercy, I think Roman wins, and I think he should win clean unless he goes heel, but let's not even go there because it's not happening. Neither guy's turning heel. I think people should just stop saying that because it's not happening. Um, As far as we're concerned, both guys are already heel in our minds, according to Triple H, whoever said that. But anyway, Jamie, who do you got going over here? Roman Reigns or John Uh, Cena? I am probably going to have to say Reigns as well, and my reason being, Roman Reigns has won a major match since Wrestlemania this year against uh, Undertaker yeah and and you know as much as people will disagree with me Reigns kind of needs a big win then because he keeps saying he's the big dog he's a big dog well if you're the big dog how come you can't win matches that mm-hmm. you know are 
that are at a very, very high level. Uh, so I'm thinking it only makes sense, and Asina is leaving after this to go to go do whatever he's going to do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sure what his movie is going to be now or a TV show or whatever he's doing after this. But, um, but yeah, I'm thinking it only makes sense for Reigns to win this one. And I really hope it isn't a one-and-done deal. Because honestly, I would like to see a rubber match between them at WrestleMania than I would than I would Reigns and Lesnar. Because here's the thing with Reigns and Lesnar at Mania next year. Lesnar pinned Reigns in the SummerSlam match. I don't need to see them fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Because one's already pinned, pinned the other. We didn't get to see that when, when Rollins cashed in, of course. And now I've seen, you know, one person beat the other. I don't need to see it again. So, um, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, I'm thinking I really hope this leads to maybe a second match at the Rumble. Makes sense. It's the next big show or whatever. Um, and then have the third match happen. And then have the third match happen at Mania. Um, I really wish they were doing this match at WrestleMania and not, and not at a B-show. But, you know, if that if that is the case, then hopefully they go best to two out of three. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm picking uh, I'm picking Reigns for this one. It's I, I really want to give my faith. I really want to have faith in WWE to do the right thing and having them drag this out until WrestleMania, like you said. It's hard to have faith in the company nowadays and their creative plans, and you know, give them give them credit for planning things out months in advance. To me and to many other people, it's pretty apparent that, oh my god, Roman and Cena are on the same brand, let's put them in a match together at the next show, as opposed to waiting it out and actually being patient with people. They're not. They gave it away night one, um, which, again, <laughs> fucking sucks. If this if it's a one-and-done type deal, they're making a massive mistake. And, I, I yeah. you know, obviously they're probably getting it out of the way now while Cena's around, and so they could do Roman and Brock again at WrestleMania, but that's another topic for another time. But uh, I think I think Roman wins here as he probably should. I think it'd be cool. You get the best of both worlds. You have Roman win if Cena's not going to be here. Having Cena win and then leave. I mean, I know Rock beat Cena at WrestleMania 28 and then left for a while. And then, but Cena was fine. I mean, Roman will be fine too. But then again, Roman has not won a main event match, won a match at all on pay per view, like you said, until WrestleMania. Yep. Since WrestleMania, so he needs a big win. Him beating Cena, no matter how it happens. It sets up, you know, uh, Roman as the next guy going forward, and they could do more matches. Maybe you do Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns going forward. Again, I don't know what you do with those guys post-No Mercy. We'll deal with it, and we know when we get to it. But, yeah, Joe and Reigns or Joe and Cena down the road will also be pretty cool, but i got Roman going over for right now. And speaking of Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman and those guys, in the main event for the Universal Championship, another WrestleMania-worthy dream match, uh, Lesnar-Strowman. I know you're a big Strowman guy. I would love to see Strowman win. I don't think he is. I mean, obviously, we've all heard the reports that Brock's probably going over. Brock and Roman WrestleMania, whatever. But, again, not just... I know it doesn't make sense, which is why they'll do it anyway, but Brock won't even be here until January. Like you said, they're it's like... Do, they're, doing, they're doing the two matches that need to happen at next year's WrestleMania this damn Sunday. Yeah, that's it's like, the, what are you going to do at WrestleMania? Oh, my God. And it's like, with these guys, there's just no matches to do. Like, Cena, there's not many more dream matches for him to do. 
maybe Samoa Joe, but honestly, Joe and, and uh, or Cena and Reigns is a bigger match than that. They're doing it now, so I'm not sure. But anyway, so go ahead, Jamie. Um. Oh, as much as I would love Braun to win the Universal Championship, uh, I doubt it's going to happen. Um, uh, not saying it will never happen, because Braun will eventually win. There's no doubt in my mind he will be champion at some point. I don't think it's happening on Sunday. Uh, but again, this is one of those matches where like, I'm really fine with, with, with either guy winning. Because if Braun wins, he's champion. And if Lesnar wins, then then we get our fatal four way TLC match. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So um uh but yeah, this one I doubt it's gonna go any longer than ten ten ish minutes maybe. So uh I'm probably gonna say uh Brock is gonna win this one. Uh because again if if the plan is to do Roman Brock two at WrestleMania then you know, it makes sense keep the title on Lesnar. Uh, he'll have been champion for over a year at that point. My God. So, That's crazy. Um, it is. That's, you know, unless if, yeah, unless if they really want to stick it to Punk and have Lesnar carry it for over 434 days. Just have it, just end it at 435 days. That would be the funniest oh thing Oh, my God, that would be so terrible. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, like the, like the, like the guy who beats it is the guy that's never around to defend it. Um, so, uh, anyways, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Brock will probably uh, go over. Uh, possibly this might be Strowman's best match. You never know because uh, you know people like you know you can talk shit about Lester all you want, but when it's time for him to go out there and deliver, he delivers. So I've got no doubt in my mind that this match will be an all-around power slam suplex fest that'll be filled with big spots for ten or so minutes. So I, but I'm gonna go with the reigning, defending, undisputed Universal Champion to retain. I have to as well. I mean, I really want Braun to win. I think him carrying that championship through the next few months would be the best course of action. I don't see it happening, unfortunately. If they were going to do that, they would have taken the title off him at SummerSlam. That's the thing. If they wanted to protect Brock, he could have not been pinned and put the belt on Braun then. So I feel like it's the other way around. They should have done Braun. Like I mean, they kind of did it with Joe. But you could have done Braun and Brock first, and then the four-way, and it would have made it a little less obvious. That, that four-way was so much fun because it could have gone any way. But anyway, so I guess we'll see going forward uh, what they do with the Universal Championship, Beyond No Mercy, what they do with Roman Reigns, John Cena, all these other guys. I honestly don't really know, other than maybe the four-way ladder match or the TLC match that we pitched, which would be fucking awesome for a main event for that pay-per-view. And it's a B-show anyway. <laughs> like, they've done, uh, you I, know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. I it's the network. Do it. Please, please, Vince, Vince, it's my birthday that week. Give that <laughs> to me personally. I would, man. I came up with that idea on the fly, literally as we were talking about it. Now I really want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I hope it does. We booked it here first. You pitched it, Jamie. There you go. Please do it for the Mac. That's all we ask. But uh, yeah, on pi- that's all we're asking for. Just I was gonna say what my one Christmas wish, thinking that TLC was in Christmas again or uh, in December again. It's in October, but please, just for a birthday wish for Jamie. That's all we ask for, and I really hope it comes to fruition. 
Uh, but time will tell. That's a month away. We got No Mercy on Sunday again. Looks like a stack show on paper. Jamie, will you be watching live? Are you working tonight? What's your uh, status for the show? Are uh, we going to expect any live tweets? I know, I am, uh, as far as I know, I'm not working that night. That's so what I'm talking about. I, yeah, so uh, I will be watching live, uh, as live as it will be. So, uh, yeah, it should be uh, it. It should be one of, one of the better B shows this year. I'll say that. It should be... Like, it'll be fucking loads better than Battleground. <laughs> just uh, about to I say. think it'll be better. <laughs> um, it wouldn't surprise me if it topped uh, SummerSlam, honestly. Uh, just because of the two marquee matches alone. Uh, Reigns yeah. and Cena. Reigns and wouldn't shock me if they if they become a match of the year. Uh, well, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, before people start bite, biting my head off, I don't mean they will be match of the year. It could be a contender for match of the year. Mm-hmm. I really, really think so, because Cena's one of those guys that can bring out the best in a lot of people. You know, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it with guys like Edge and even Orton. I'll say that. They had a couple of good ones. Uh, uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Uh, last man standing match he had with Wyatt. The list goes on and on. You know it. You know, yeah, you know, we've seen it before. Well, and we'll probably see it again on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. I think. Uh, I mean, first of all, before we go off, I just want to say this: when Roman said that scene that he's had better matches in the past two years than Cena ever has, was one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard. Considering uh, the classics that Cena had. disagree with that statement from Roman. Yeah, that was uh, that was fucking dumb. I but. mean. Oh, Roman's God. a solid worker, but, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, exactly. He's had a lot of great matches. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. But to uh-huh. say that he's had better matches in the past two years than Cena ever has is a bit far-fetched. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to that match. Like you said, should be a pretty solid B show. Great Balls of Fire was great from Raw. Battleground was pure uh-huh. shit. So, uh, <laughs> it's really inconsistent with these people, but... And I could not agree more. I thought I replied, but maybe I didn't. But when you tweeted not too long ago that... It's usually the opposite. Usually we get a big summer angle, then the fall is shit. So far, it's it's been a pretty yeah, good fall, so you know? So far, it's the other way around. Yeah, it's 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 been so. pretty decent. So, I mean, between the Owens and McMahon angle on SmackDown and other stuff on Raw, it, we could be in for a, for a good fall. Fingers crossed. I don't want to jinx myself and have the whole product go to shit starting on Sunday, but... Um, I guess we'll see, but if it is shit, you'll hear about it from Jamie and myself on Twitter specifically. Oh, Jamie, yes. I can't wait for your live tweets. I'll be watching too, so I'm looking forward to any. <laughs> if there's any bad booking decisions on Sunday, I can't wait to see you tweet about it at Jamie Lee Mac, and we'll definitely have you back here on the show. Certainly, maybe not on the show. We'll do a separate podcast or something to talk about um, pay-per-view themes. We still need to do that yeah. long overdue, and I think the best time to do it would be at the end of the year after 2017 is wrapped oh, up. Sure. And all yeah. the pay-per-view themes are in the books. But uh, before we get to that, Jamie, any other final thoughts and any other places the people can find you, brother? Uh, well, like I said before, No Mercy should be should should be a solid show at show uh, at best. Uh, and you can follow me on the Twitter machine, like Graham said, at Jamie Lee Mack. That's pretty much the only place where I am right now at the moment. Uh, shit could change, but you never know. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much where you can find me right now. Sounds good, dude. Always a pleasure to have you around the show. We'll definitely have you back in the near future, and I'll catch your ass down the road, brother. Thank you very much, Graham. Have a good one.
Once again, big thanks to Jamie Lee Mack for coming here on the show for the first time in nearly five months. We were long overdue for a convo, so I was very happy to snatch him up for this week's show. Uh, Before we go off the air, I do want to air my quick, quick, quick interview as part of the GFW Impact Wrestling TNA, whatever the hell they're calling themselves nowadays. Uh, The conference call they held on Wednesday with members of LAX, Santana, Ortiz, and Conan. I got my two questions in. Very, very brief. The The clip is only a minute and a half. Um, but he does address the Rey Mysterio situation and him signing with TNA or attempting to sign and the update on that, as well as the presentation of LAX in GFW this year and their backstage vignettes and how they separate themselves from the rest of the roster. Uh, it's only comments from Conan. Again, it's only about a minute and a half long. I do want to air that real quick before I wrap it up. We are going way long here today, but uh, rightfully so. We had a great combo with Jamie, so I do want to air this quick interview clip from yesterday's TNA, GFW, Impact Wrestling, that's a mouthful, conference call, and here you go. Uh, is there anything you can add to the rumors from a few weeks ago of Rey Mysterio potentially coming to GFW, Impact Wrestling, your involvement in the process, and if there's still a chance we could see Rey Mysterio in Impact Wrestling down the road? Uh, yeah, I was definitely very heavily involved in it because I represent him, but uh, we, you know, we were talking, uh, talks broke down, um, and we're trying to repair... Uh, those talks and hopefully you know in the future uh, you know Ray may come may come to GFW but um uh, that was some something that definitely was in the works what's been the inspiration behind the Lucha Underground-esque vignettes that we've kind of uh, seen on uh, recent Impact episodes showcasing LAX in various settings since the reformation of the group and between that and the unique entrance that you guys have uh, do you strive to stand out from everything else in the show uh, yeah, 1,000%, bro, and I think I said that in an earlier conversation. I like to set myself apart so everything doesn't look the same. Then the same thing goes for the promos. I don't like to do wrestling promos. I don't like to do stuff that you've already seen. It's kind of hard not to because everything has been done or seen, so sometimes you're putting a twist on it. Um, uh, but that's basically um, Jeremy Borash. I had told him, I go, bro, we need to do whatever we do. We need to have like a cinematic look to it. You know, and um, so we, you know, that 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 that's why you're getting that look. You know, that's Jeremy. He's he's incredible. So there you have it, folks. My quick comments with Conan from last night's Impact Wrestling Conference call. I'm usually a part of them. I know I talked last week, or I was going to with the GFW creative members Scott Demore, Big John Gaborik, and Sanjay Dutt. I was a part of the call. I couldn't get my questions in. I had to leave early. It was a giant mess, so it was able. To, it was pretty cool to be able to talk to Conan on Wednesday next week. I don't know who they're going to have on the conference call. I don't find out until a few days before, so I will hopefully air the audio then if it's anyone good or if it's some good questions, good comments, if I can be a part of the call. But anyway, big thanks to Conan for the time, for Jamie Lee Mack for coming here on the show for almost an hour and a half to talk all things No Mercy and WWE related. Uh, this Sunday, as we talked about, obviously is No Mercy, so next week here on the show, that Spencer Hunt making his Wrestle Rant Radio debut. Uh, we're going to talk all things No Mercy and review the show start to finish. Like I said with Jamie, I will be watching the show live, uh, unlike with SummerSlam I missed. I think, no, I watched Battleground, but I missed SummerSlam. But I will be watching No Mercy on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Looks like a pretty, uh, pretty promising show on paper. That being said, folks, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant. Find me on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. On YouTube as well, YouTube.com backslash C backslash Graham GSM Matthews. 
Uh, this might be the last time you hear my voice intact. I'm glad I'm doing WrestleRant Radio now because in a few mere hours, i got to get the show up real quickly. I'm heading out to Lowell, Massachusetts for NXT Live. Uh, my second NXT show in that building, my third ever wrestling show in the building. I was at Ring of Honor's All-Star Extravaganza show almost exactly a year ago in that same building. Um, but anyway, folks, I'll be talking more about that next week here in the show, if not across other social media platforms uh, until then, you know, in the, between now and then. But anyway, guys, you can check out all new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio every single Thursday right here on NextAirWrestling.net. With all that being said, folks, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Do a